What's up, Titans fans? It's uh, it's your host, Lee Hillis, and welcome to the 615 Podcast. Today, we have special guest Ken Moore from K. Moore Sports on with us to do the recap of the Titans' loss to the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll be back with him right after this and a word from our sponsors. What's up, everybody? So we have Ken Moore from K Moore Sports with us. Ken, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Lee. How are you? Uh, wish I was under better circumstances. <laughs> so Titans got whacked is the headline. 38-13 by the Arizona Cardinals in week one. Of course, the offense looked extremely slow. You agree? I agree. I agree. It looked like a team that had not played a game the entire preseason. Um, And that's what we saw on the field. It looks like it was their very first preseason game. If this was a preseason game, it wouldn't have meant much. But obviously, it was a regular season game. And um, I think you kind of get what you put into something. And it didn't seem like the Titans put a lot um, into their free preseason as far as um, getting their starters prepared for game action. And that was the result um, that showed on the field on Sunday afternoon. And of course, let's start with the offense, offensive side of the ball. This offense allowed six, six sacks, five of them by Chandler Jones. Which, that's, that's not the way to win a game. No, the um, the offensive line is the most important piece of this football team. And if the offensive line does not produce, if the offensive line um, is in shambles, uh, which they appeared to be on yesterday, um, then it's going to be very difficult for this team to move forward. Um, we all saw Taylor Lawrence tweet um, taking responsibility um for his poor play um but i also have to put that on the offensive line coach i have to put that on mike vrabel um they should have been able to see in practice how good or how ineffective taylor lewan was but again it's hard to simulate in practice what happens in a game i think lewan only played a maybe a series or two i believe in the second preseason game uh, did not play at all against the Bears. Um, and when you have a guy coming off an injury like that, um, it's important to get him on the field uh, to replicate, um, simulate action. And the Titans failed to do that. And, of course, not. I'm not taking any credit away from the Cardinals' defense. That defense is good. They held the Titans to 61% completion rates passing and then they only allowed the Titans 218 passing guards 60 
or eighty six rushing yards. Fifty eight of those were Derrick Henry. Well, this is a game where you really miss having what the Titans thought they would have in someone like Darrington Evans, who could be a change of pace back. Um, someone that could come in and spell Henry, um, that could, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield, have some explosive plays downfield. Um, not having a guy like that, not having a true quality backup running back um, in a game like this where Henry was pretty much taken out of the game early, um, in my opinion, due to some poor play calling. Um, but that's when you need a Darrington Evans. You need a quality third down running back um, to come in when you get in passing situations where they can be a threat out of the backfield. Not taking anything away from Jeremy McNichols, um, but he's a, a C, C, C minus level running back at this point in his career. Um, so that, that Darrington Evans injury really came to fruition yesterday as well. And speaking of conversions, the Titans were 40 or 33% on fourth down. They were 36% on third down. When you have low percentages like that, you're not going to go anywhere with this. No, agree. And you can't find yourself in third and long situations um, where the play action pass really does not exist. When you're doing straight drop back passes on third and 12, third and 13, um, you allow that, that defensive line of the other team to just peel their ears back and come after the quarterback. Um, and that's what we saw yesterday. A lot of third and longs, second and longs, and that was due to very conservative play calls on first down. And then let's go to the defensive side of the ball for the Titans. They allowed a 54% third down conversion rate. That was our biggest problem last year. We couldn't get off the field on third down. And that was our biggest problem yesterday. It was. Um, the difference being is that we actually got good pressure on Kyler Murray yesterday. Um, but Kyler Murray was just too quick, too elusive um, for our de defensive front. And look, Kyler Murray is going to be too quick and too elusive for many defensive fronts when he's healthy. Um, this was a Cardinal team that was very good at the beginning of last year when Kyler Murray was healthy. Um, they only started to decline in the final six games of 2020 when he was playing hurt. But a healthy Kyler Murray um, is very Kyler. difficult to deal with. Just, just like a healthy Russell Wilson next week will also be very difficult to deal with. So and I was encouraged by the pressure that our front was able to get on him. And like, as you were saying Yesterday on your show, yesterday morning, a healthy J.J. Watt is a dangerous J.J. Watt. Absolutely. He didn't get a lot of sacks yesterday, um, but he was very disruptive in the run game. Um, J.J. Watt has always been a problem for us defensively. Um, just seems like he has an aura and intimidation 
against our off- offensive line. And he was able to get into the backfield on a lot of those first down runs, slow down Derrick Henry, and then allow everyone else to rally to the football. And then defensively, we allowed 289 passing yards. If you're supposed to have one of the best secondaries in the league, you should not be allowing stuff like that. Well, we're not one of the best secondaries in the league, of course, at this point. Um, They may develop into that over time, uh, maybe over the next you know, season or so once these young guys get acclimated. Um, but right now you have to kind of try to be a bend but don't break defense where you hold teams to field goals instead of letting them get into the end zone consistently. Um, Jack Rabbit did not have a particularly good game yesterday. Molden got burned for a touchdown yesterday. Um, I think the big, biggest surprise, um, you know, was not DeAndre Hopkins. We expected that from DeAndre Hopkins, but we allowed the other receivers um, to get off as well, and that was somewhat disappointing. And speaking of their receivers, they um, D-Hop had was six for 83 and two touchdowns. That's a average yard rate of eight of 13.8 yards a catch. And then you have Christian Kirk, five for 70 for two. That's 14 yards. A catch. Rondell Moore, four for 68, 17 yards a catch. Chase Edmonds, four for 43 and 10.8. And then AJ Green, two for 25, and that's 12 and a half a catch. And when you're letting, like, something like D Hop get over the top of you and score, you're going to have a hard day. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, you want to try to keep those guys in front of you. You don't want to let them get behind you. And one thing I, I, I didn't mention in my pregame show yesterday was um, was Rondell Moore. Um, he's a receiver, rookie receiver. He has a lot of speed. He's going to be a tremendous weapon for that ball club this year, along with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's a guy that can hurt you in the return game as well. Um, so, uh, that guy's going to be a very integral part of the Arizona offense going forward. And then, like you were talking about, like Jack Rabbit on on the defensive side, the defensive grades have came out. Bud Dupree forty eight point one, Jack Rabbit forty seven point nine, Jayon forty four point three. Elijah Molden was 37. Rashad Evans, Rashawn Evans, 34.2. The bright spot of this on defense, Christian Fulton was a 66.9. And of course, those grades really reflect the Is that on a grading scale of 100? It's this is from Pro Football Focus. So I'm I'm not really sure. It probably is because this says that um, Christian Fulton was fifth on defense among players that with at least ten snaps. Yeah, it looked like Christian Fulton had a pretty good game yesterday. Um, 
he broke up a couple of passes, um, had one great break, break up in the end zone. I believe it was on A.J. Green, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Christian Fulton showed a lot of promise yesterday. Um, I thought Bud Dupree played well. The numbers may not show it, but for that being his first game back coming from an ACL injury, um, I thought he played well. He got a lot of pressure, um, in my opinion. Um, so he's going to be a work in progress going forward. Um, so I think those were two of the bright spots on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Rashad Evans, I mean, he's just kind of out there. You, he rarely makes an impact play. Um, the next impact play that he makes will be, you know, the first in a long time. Um, he's real good in goal line situations, but in space, um, he's kind of a lot to be desired. So he has, a, he still has a ways to go to be a productive and, linebacker. And then like defensively, we allowed a 65% completion rate. When you're going against a, a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray, you have to be able to make, basically make him one-dimensional. And the same thing next Easier week. Easier said than done, my friend. Yeah. And, of course, like next week, as you said, we have Russell Wilson. Excuse me. And, and like, we're, like, later Russ? on the season, like, later on the season, we have Josh Allen. With Buffalo, Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. So, like, those quarterbacks, like, we're going to learn, hey, he's going to do this, this, and this. Try taking some of those things away, which, as you said, they're easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about some of the, you know, top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, when you're talking about Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, heck, top five quarterbacks in the NFL, to be honest. Um, so with those guys, you just have to slow down the run game, put them in second and long, third and long situations where you make their offense one-dimensional, where you know they're going to drop back and throw the football. Um, and then your defensive backs have to be prepared to cover um, for four or five seconds because it's sometimes it's very difficult uh, to get to those very mobile quarterbacks. Um, so, and, 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 and it also, your offense has to help you out with that. You know, if you can control the ball, control the time of possession, uh, your best defense is keeping your defense on the sideline while your offense has the football. And the Titans were unable to establish time-consuming drives that we're used to seeing over the past couple of years uh, with Arthur Smith calling the plays. Um, Todd Downing had a very bad day yesterday, um, and it was uncomplimentary football when your offense is going three and out and you're giving the football right, right back to an explosive offense. And then, like, you're talking time, basically time possession. Arizona, 33 minutes and 21 seconds on time of possession to the Titans, 26-39. When and it's hard to deal with games like that, when like Arizona held the ball for way too long. And like you, you can't win games like that. Yeah. I mean, again, it, 
Yep. Yep. Time of possession is key. And and also turnovers are key as well. Um, so if you're turning the ball over deep in your own end, that allows them a short field to go against a defense um, that we know, you know, is not a top defense at this point. Um, so an offense consistently puts you um, behind the eight ball defensively. It just makes the job harder for the entire team. Which the turnover late in or in the first quarter where Tannehill fumbled and they inevitably got the ball at the one. That's some of what you're talking about right there. When like we have Arizona the ball deep in our territory. And then that inevitably led to points. Yep. Yep. All those things will kill you um, as a team. Thus the resort, you know, the result, you lose about 25 points. And penalties are another game killer. Arizona, eight for 59 yards to Tennessee's seven for 57. So it was, it was balanced when it comes to penalties. But a lot of those were um, holding uh, pass interference. And most of the defensive stuff was called on Tennessee. Yeah, I think one of the big penalties in the game was that uh, 15-yard on Sportsmanlike against Julio Jones. Um, I believe it was in the second quarter um, when the Titans were trying to stay afloat. And I think we had finally had a pretty good, I believe that was on a first down play. We got about seven or eight yards on a Derrick Henry run, one of his, you know, most effective runs of the afternoon. And it got called back because Julio Jones got a 15 yard penalty. So again, that puts you in a second and long situation. Um, of course, Arizona had their own share of penalties, particularly in that first quarter uh, that really kept us in the ball game early on, because if they don't have those penalties, it could have been a blowout. Uh, much sooner than it was. So a um, lot to clean up for Mike Vrabel this week. And uh, I know for all Titans fans, the biggest concern is the kicker situation. We had Michael Badgley from the former Charger kicker. Very, very, very inconsistent. And of course, well, that's a failure on John Robinson. That's a failure on John Robinson. This team has struggled um, in special teams, particularly field goal kicking since Ryan Suckup was let go a couple of years ago. Um, Obviously, that was a, a, a bad move to not stick with him through his injury and to let him go. Uh, it's been a revolving door at that situation. And it's something as a general manager, if you have what you think is a championship team, a championship caliber team, a playoff caliber team, you have to equip that team and you have to invest um, either draft capital or free agent capital in making sure that position is secure. 
You can't just keep going to the waiver wire um, to pick up kickers, or you're going to continue to get the results that you had in all of 2020 and that you're starting off with in 2021. The Titans obviously have not taken that position seriously, no matter what they tell us, uh, the proof is in the pudding. They have not taken the field goal kicker position seriously. And the result is what we've seen week after week after week um, for the past year and a half. It's something that they don't value. And if you don't value it, it will come back to bite you. And it's almost lucky that that game wasn't a close game yesterday because it would have been a lot more frustrating to lose that game by three points because your kicker can't kick than it was to lose by 25, where at the end of the day, it really didn't come into play. And like, as you're saying, kicker has been our biggest problem. Like last year we went through, I think it was like four kickers in 2020. And we're already on our, what, third kicker? Because Tucker McCann's on IR, Sam Ficken's now on IR, and we have Randy Bullock sitting on practice squad. Terrible. Terrible. And at this point, me as a, of course, me as a fan, and of course you have to think about what would John Robinson do in this situation? If it was up to me, I would, I would let um, Badgley go and go ahead and just bring Bullock up because one, Bullock is, he's been in the league longer than Badgley has. Spent a lot of time in Cincinnati. Is he, is he, is he perfect? No. You find very few kickers that are accurate. Yeah, Randy Bullock, um, you know, he's had an up-and-down career, started his career with the Texans, um, choked in a lot of big games, a lot of big moments. Um, you know, he he's just a guy. I mean, not a guy that you can really depend on. I mean, he'll make a 50-yard kick and then miss a 30-yard kick. You know, he's that type of kicker. So it's just going to be a problem that they're going to have to deal with. Um, you hope it doesn't cost them a game at some point in the season. You hope that Ficken can recover here in the next three weeks and be back by week four. Um, you have an important divisional game coming up in two weeks against the Colts. Um, so it's – we know what happened with the punter situation against the Colts last year. Um, so – Again, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully, J. Rob and Vrabel can figure it out. And then, speaking of divisions, Houston, which we all hate with a passion, is the only undefeated team in the division. And then, the only undefeated division is the NFC West. Which, that's that's a little nerving to think that 
the only undefeated, undefeated team in the division is one of our most hated rivals. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not too worried about Yeah, I'm not too worried about Houston. I mean, they beat Jacksonville, which is arguably one of the worst teams in the league. Somebody had to win that game, right? So it was either going to yeah. be Jacksonville or it was going to be Houston. One of them was going to be in first place this week and of course, um, because both the Colts and it, Titans had difficult opponents. And, of course, both both Houston and Jacksonville, more Jacksonville is still somewhat in a rebuild. Because, of course, they went out and got Trevor Lawrence at one. Travis Etienne late in the first round. And, of course, Etienne is on um, IR. Yeah. So, yeah, Jacksonville and Houston, they're, they're kind of in the same boat. Um, Houston obviously has a lot of veteran players on their team. Um, they have a coach that's coached in the NFL for the last 20, 30 years as an assistant. Um, when you look at Urban Meyer, he, he's, you know, new to the NFL. Um, so Houston is a step ahead of the Jaguars, maybe two steps ahead of the Jaguars. Um, but neither team will be a threat for the division title. It'll still come down to the Colts and the Titans. Now, the Colts and Titans may not be as good as they thought they were they not they may not be 12 and 5 teams like most people thought they would be they may be closer to that 10 and 7 9 and 8 category at this point yeah well this this recap has been fun Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the invite. Well, everybody, that was Ken Moore from K Moore Sports, and we will be back right after this. everybody i hope you all enjoyed this sit down with ken moore and again a huge thanks to ken moore for coming on sitting down and recapping the tennessee titans game against the arizona cardinals and titans fans be looking back later this week for the preview for the seattle seahawks Titans fans, stay classy and tighten up. Tighten up! Let's get tightened up! Tighten up!